Shabbos Chalavoyed presents a new opportunity. Firstly, the opportunity to talk about Shirashim, which this week when you go to the Shirashim is in the end of the Yema. And secondly, normally you come to Shirashim, people are a little bit more rested. And everyone can address a topic which needs a little bit more uh, understanding to follow the cheshman. So let's use the opportunity to learn together the, really the opening pasuk of Shereshir. And the pasuk says, Yishalkeini min ashikha ispihu kitavim daidecho miyay. That's the way it's written in our in Anach. Literally that means Yishakeni min shikha ispiyo, he shall kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Kitavim daidechamiyai. Because your friend your friendship is more precious than wine. The Mishnah in the second parent of Abajazara brings that the way to read the Pasuk was really the subject of a Machalikis. It's a discussion between Rabbi Yashur and Islam and Rabbi Ishmael. And the Mishnah says that Rabbi Yashur says to Rabbi Ishmael, Ishmael, Eichat Akur, how did you read this Pasuk? Did you read the Pasuk, Kitoibim Doidechomiyan? Or did you read the Pasuk, Kitoibim Doidechomiyan? Doidechom is the masculine notion. Doidaich is the feminine. And Rabbi Shmuel's answer was, he read the Pasuk, Kitoibim Doidechomiyan. And Rabbi Shmuel disagrees. And Rabbi Shmuel says, I don't know, okay? And it should be Kitoibim Doidechomiyan. In the masculine notion. Why? Because the next Pasuk says, L'reach Shemonech HaToibim. So the aroma of your oils which are pleasing. And then it's Shemonech in the masculine. And then for here too, it should be Doidecho in the masculine. That's the strange Machlokas. What are they arguing about? And what's the proof from the second pasuk that says Shmanecha? That there we don't find Rabbi Shmuel argues. There he agrees that it must be the national master. That's our first question. Another point, we just come past the Hasidah. And when one reads the Agada carefully, one finds new points to think about, questions which maybe didn't focus, because didn't focus on previously, and there's an opportunity to think deeper and try and understand the message that the Baragada is telling us. This year at the table, we were discussing the question of the, the four signs. And looking at the question of the Chacham. 
And the Maragoda says, What's the question of the wise son? What are all the mitzvahs that Hashem has commanded you? And our response to the Chacham is, You should also tell him about the Lachas in the Pesach, and as we don't eat anything after the Fikim. The well-known question in this paragraph is why was the halacha chosen for the Chacham as halacha of Ayn Maftirim Akhla Pesach Afikar? There are those who say that it's the last mission in Sakhim, but if you look inside it's not. And that's the case, what's the significance of this halacha? That the Balagod gave it as an example of what we need to teach the Chacham. But, one of my children asked me this year, there's more questions one can ask as well. Why does it say you should tell him which literally means like the Halachas of Pesach? Why not just tell him the Halachas of Pesach? And if you're already asking the question, you can have another one. Why does the Pesach say F? You should also tell him like the Halachas of Pesach. It would have made much more sense to simply teach the Lachas of Pesach. So let's go back to our Mishnah. What was the discussion between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yeshua? So we know that Shashirim is a dialogue. A dialogue between Hashem and the Jewish people. And in the marshal that Shashirim conveys, Hashem is compared to the Chosn, and we, the Jewish people, are compared to the Kali. And therefore, if the language being used is masculine nation, it means that the Jewish people are addressing Hashem. If the language being used is the feminine nation, it means Hashem is addressing the Jewish people. And therefore, the way Rabbi Yisrael read the, the Passover, Ki toivim your friendship is more precious than wine. Hashem is addressing the Jewish people. Whereas the way Rabbi Yeshua read the Pasuk, means the Jewish people are addressing Hashem. And why is there a question who's addressing who? The Tosis Yantif already brings from Echronim because there seems to be a grammatical inconsistency in the Pasuk. The Pasuk begins in the third person. He should kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. So it's in the third person. We call it Hebrew Mister. But then the Pasuk changes to second person. And either it's Hashem addressing us or it's us addressing Hashem. 
But the Lashon is, Kitovim Doivecha or Dodaich? In second person. Why would there be a, a change, so to speak, of the grammar in the same person? And before we answer that, let's experiment on what does the pasuk mean? When the pasuk says that your friendship or your deidecho is more precious than wine, what's it referring to? So the Fashim explained to us that the wine being referred to is the terror. And if that's the case, what the Pasuk is saying is either the Jewish people addressing Hashem or Hashem addressing the Jewish people. But what they're saying is that Doidecho or Doidaich is more precious than Terry. And that's a tremendous statement. What could be being referred to as something which is more precious than the Terry? That's what the Daidech is referring to. In the second passage, Shmanecho, what's the oil referring to? And the answer is, let's start with Rabbi Ishmael first. And he says the first passage is Hashem addressing the Jewish people. And he's saying, your friendship is more precious than the Torah. And to explain what that means, I want to start with something very well known, which is said out of the name of Tesla, something which you want God to show Brachus of that hearing. That's always the say, and so is the love in his name, that the root of love is the ability to give. The word I have in Hebrew, which means love, the cherish is what have to give. And therefore, the more a person gives, the more he feels love. It's well known, it's tried and tested. But I want to add one more. One more point of my own. Not to argue, but we just said that. And that is, in the context of any relationship, there's going to be giving on both sides. For a relationship to work, for a home to function, for a family to flourish. So, of course, there's a contribution which is necessary from the father and from the mother, from the man and from the lady. And of course, what this is right, that the more a person gives, the more they feel love. But I want to add one criteria. And that is, as long as the person isn't feeling, like, so to speak, that what I'm giving is so much more than what the other person is. If my contribution exceeds so much the other person's. Because when a person starts to feel that, of course, I'm doing, but I'm doing way beyond what I need to do. And the other person isn't doing as much. So then, it might breed love, and it might also breed a certain amount of feeling that I'm doing more than my fair share. 
Whereas if a person can give and give and give, and at the same time he feels that the Mason, I'm still in debt. The other person's done more for me than I can repay. Then as much as I give, I still feel indebted. And therefore the giving comes with, with a sense of gratitude, with a sense of as much as I can do, it's not enough. Because you're doing more for me than I'm doing for you. And if that's the case, that the way to build a relationship of love is based on the amount a person gives, is based on constant giving, but at the same time, a person feeling that as much as I'm giving is not as much as the other person is giving me, then let's look at that in the relationship that we have with Hashem, which we already have Shirashirim, which provides the metaphor of a loving relationship between a husband and a wife. And when it comes to our point of view, so we know the famous Tarek Hashem. Hashem created the world and all to give to us. Hashem only fashioned a man because of Hashem's chesed and this gave the opportunity to give chesed to somebody. But, if the situation was one where a person was only able to take Hashem was always giving and a person could never do anything to repay, never do anything in return, so then it wouldn't build a relationship, it would build a dependency. And therefore, that's famous there, Hashem says, Hashem created a person in a certain situation of this world and He gave him something to do as well. And that way a person can feel he can, do, he can also do something for Hashem. You can learn Torah, you can do the mitzvahs, you can bring Fad Shemayim to this world. And that way, a person can feel in some way there's a relationship. Hashem does for him and he does for Hashem. But, as I said before, from our point of view, of course we can do. And the Torah can occupy us every second and the mitzvahs we can do the whole time. We can do for Hashem, but as much as we're doing for Hashem, it's always with the awareness, it's always with the knowledge, with the understanding that it doesn't begin to repay Hashem what He's done for us. Hashem's chasadim are always way, way, way more than we can ever hope to emulate. That is the feeling of life. And that is, as much as we can do for you, it doesn't begin to repay for you done for us. And we say Nishmas every time it's been Shabbos. If our mouths were full of praise and we had the abilities to spare the heavens, the Holy Spirit we wouldn't be able to thank for even one of the many millions of Qasarim in the first. This is the Gemara. The Gemara says, Ma Yisrael and Adam Chai. What should a living person complain? And the Gemara says, If he's an Adam Chai, if he's a liar, then he has to appreciate the fact that Hashem gave him life. What can a person do in return, so to speak, which is significant enough to say that he's done for Hashem, anything similar to Hashem is done for him by giving him life. 
And the Gemara is another place on the Pasuk Kona, Shaman Tahayim Al-Kol Nishimu Nishimu Every breath the person takes is a chesed Another second of life And what could a person do in that second As much And so to speak, as valuable As the life that Hashem gave So of course we can always do for Hashem So to speak Which is always with the recognition that it doesn't begin to compare to Hashem doing for us. That's the way we look at it. I think that's reasonably well known. The Kiddush I wanted to get to is the second part. How does a Kiddush Baruch look at it? A Kiddush Baruch does everything for us. Created us, created a world for us to live in. Guides us and guards us and looks after us and directs us every second. And yes, He gave us missions to do which are truly for our benefit also. So even if we're going to say we're doing something for Hashem, but it pales in insignificance to what Hashem is doing for us. But the Chiddush is, how does Hashem look at it? And it's a Fumugamah. On the last passage in Gehadas, Sayyid Tavar HaKal Nishma, I said, Akim Yira, Fear Hashem, it's the voice of Shemar, God is in it says, but that's all there is to know. On that, the Gemara says in Shabbos, for a person who fears the Shem 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 The entire creation was worthwhile for that individual. Which means, think about what's being said. Hashem says, I see a Jew who's here, someone who's keeping the mitzvah says they should be kept. It was worth my while creating the entire world for that individual. Which means, the way Hashem looks at it, He values what a person does. He's matched the way of a person in a way that is equal to all the chasarim that Hashem did. What that person did was worth creating the whole world. Like, where is the number of places? A person, he says, Vayichud on Shabbos, he becomes a partner with Hashem in the creation. He may be a very minor partner. What's saying by Yechudu compared to creating the world? But Hashem is minded, he considers it, values it. In his eyes, it's as if this person is a partner in the creation. For a person who entirely the world, the world, the world says, the whole world created the Tzavis Nazem to assist him. Which means, from Hashem's perspective, of course, he's giving to us always. But he doesn't look at it as if what he's doing is so much, what we're doing is so, in comparison, so pathetically little. The way she looks at it is he's matched it, that is what we do, as if it's in some way equal to what he's done. That's the relationship of love. And then we can go back to understand the song of our love for Hashem and Hashem's love for us, which is Shirashi. Therefore, let's go back to the Pasuk. If it's Hashem talking to the Jewish people, the Rabbi Shmuel read the Pasuk. Then what Hashem is saying is, Your friendship to Israel is more valuable to me than the wine. The wine is the Torah. The Torah that Hashem gave us. We know that the Torah that Hashem gave us. 
But we know that there's the Torah that we, Kali Yisrael, accept on ourselves to do. And that's the Mitzvah Tarabana. The Mitzvah Tarabana was given to us by Hashem. The Mitzvah Tarabana was Kali Yisrael's expression of we want to keep the Torah better. Or we want to make safeguards for ourselves. We don't do something wrong. We're going to accept on ourselves extra chimeras, extra stringencies, or extra mitzvahs. But that's a sign of how important it is to us to keep it there. And Hashem says to us, your sign of friendship, your expression of love, the mitzvahs you took on yourselves, and indeed, the words of the Tarabonin, the words of the Tarabonin are more chobit, are more precious than the words of the Tarabonin. We can from except on themselves to do it. Hashem says, I can look at it as more precious to me than what I, what I compelled you to do. So that's how I read the Pasuk. And Rabbi Shua argues. And Rabbi Shua says, it's really Hashem, and the Jewish people are addressing Hashem. And the Jewish people are addressing Hashem and saying to Hashem, your friendship is more precious than time. And if the Jewish people are not speaking, what is the possible? The Bapashim explained that the Daidecha being spoken about is still the Rabbana. It's still the Mrs. Rabbana. But what are the Jewish people telling Hashem? They're saying to Hashem, Hashem, the Rabbanan, the Chachamim, who made the Takanas, who are Daidecha, who are your friends. What they gave us is more precious than the Torah. So both according to Rabbi Shmuel and according to Rabbi Yosha, what's being spoken about is Mitzvah to Rabban. And the question is, who's, who's the, the, the narrator of the Pasuk? Is Hashem to the Jewish people our value? The mitzvahs you took on yourself as a sign of your love for the Torah more than the mitzvahs I gave you and you were compelled to keep because that's what the Torah says? Or is it the Jewish people talking? And the Jewish people saying, Hashem, we value the mitzvahs that that those who are close to you, your friends as it were, the Rabbanan gave us more than the Torah. And if it's the Jewish people talking, then what's the implication of the Pasuk? What's the value that the Jewish people give to the Mitzvah Rabbanan, which is something which Hashem's friends is where the Rabbanan gave us? So to answer that, we have to start with this, a different maybe perspective on the Torah. And that is not to look at the Torah as something which we were compelled to do, and as well, we are doing our part by keeping Hashem wanted us to do. We have to look at the Torah as a tremendous chasm. 
The greatest gift Hashem gave us was the Torah. That's something we're grateful for too. It's not something we're giving Hashem. On the contrary, it's something Hashem is giving us. And if that's the case, if we have the Mitzvah to Rabbana, which come to help us keep the Torah, so we say this is an extension of the gift you gave us, Hashem. You gave us the Torah. But the Torah just in the derisive form. For something which will be hard for us to keep. Something which will not us to understand what's expected. And therefore, we, we can Israel, appreciate what the Rabban gave us. It's an even greater appreciation than the Torah we originally got. Because it's the debate of Rabban which enables us to keep the Torah properly. And that brings us to the next verse. The aroma of your oil is pleasing. And here we saw no one argues. There's the Jewish people addressing Hashem instead of the masculine. Why? Because there are two parts to what Rabbanan did for us. One part is what Rabbanan, the innovation. The new mitzvahs which they gave us. The barriers that they erected for us to protect the Torah. And the second part of what Rabbanu gave us is the Messiah. To explain what the mitzvahs mean. To explain the way we meant to keep them. Because if all we had was the Torah and we read about we had no idea what that meant to mean. And it's really meant to be at the bottom of the they meant to be square, they meant to be black, and which parts are meant to be inside them. That's all Torah Shabbat Peh. Not an invention, a transmission. That's what the Torah always meant. That's what Kaisal always did. It was just transmitted as an explanation of the Torah, which is Torah Shabbat. And therefore, Rabbanan played two roles. The one role was to transmit the intention of the Torah, to clarify what the Torah means. It was given to Moshe HaSinah and transmitted already from one generation to the next. And the second point was the innovations of Ramon, what they added, either to help us do Mr. Spencer or to safeguard us from doing affairs. And then at different stages, there were different periods where Ramon enacted different mitzvahs, different takahs. Shunechon, oil, is always a symbol of clarity. Just like oil is produced the light, which is the nice cliff. And therefore, when we talk about Shemonecha, we talk about Rabbanon who came to clarify the term. The transmission of what Hashem intended. That's the aroma of the oil which is pleasing. And that's for sure, Chayish from addressing Hashem. And they say that the Chachamim which you gave us, you provide the clarity for the term, is good for us. That helps us to keep the term. And therefore, Rabbi Yeshua says the first pasuk is also Klaish Shalad Rasen Hashem. And they said that those Dinim the Rabbana, which were an innovation, a new Takana of Chazal, that's something that we Klaish Shalad value more. Because if the Torah is an opportunity for us to keep the Torah, and we look at it as a source, 
then the fabric Rabbanon helped us by making Takonos to keep the Torah better, we appreciate it even more. So the mission of a desire, according to both opinions, is saying that there's a value to mitzvahs and Rabbanon in a sense more than the Torah. Chavivin de Brasepim Yesem Let's take this a step deeper. In the context of the Mishnah of Adizar, what's being spoken about was Chazal Melechzer. Chazal Melechzer not to eat cheese which was made by God. And the context of the Mishnah was Rabbi Yishmael asked Rabbi Yishmael was a reason for the Gzer. And Rabbi Yishmael gives a reason Rabbi Yishmael proves that that's not a good reason. And Rabbi Yishmael gives a second attempt to a reason and Rabbi Yishmael disagrees with that. Now this is the continuation of that discussion between them. Um, the beginning is who the daidecha or the daidaich being spoken about. If it's Hashem speaking to us and talking in the feminine, then He's talking to the whole Jewish people. That you accepted the dim the garden the rabbanon, that's what Hashem values. If it's the Jewish people talking. Then the Daidecha are the Chachamim themselves, Hashem's friends who made it Takam. And here was the difference between them. Rabbi Shmuel, who understood the Pasuk, was referring to Hashem addressing the Jewish people. And Hashem was saying, Jewish people, I value the fact that you have a Kabbalah, Mitzvah Rabbanan, more than the Torah I gave you, then the Jewish people need to be Makabal Torah. This is Rabban. And that's why we sure want to understand what's the reason for the Takana. We have to be able to be Makabal Takana. What Rabbi Shah told him now is the Jewish people addressing Hashem. And the Jewish people saying to Hashem, What do your friends, the Rabban will be attacking for us? That's more valuable to us to liberate It means it's not signed an hour of Kaiser's acceptance, but rather the fact that the Chachamim was attacking. And therefore we don't understand the reason, we accept it, like we accept the term. And therefore what Rabbi Shmuel said to Rabbi Shmuel, the secretary, we don't understand the reason for. But Adam is to accept the exam. Let's go back to what we said before. The Pasuk has a fit into the first part of the Pasuk. Yishakeinim in Hashem shall kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. And that's said in third person. Why does the Pasuk change? And the answer is, what are the kisses of Hashem's man? What it refers to is, when a person says, he's expressed those words, those words are no longer in his mouth. What a person said is already in the ears, so to speak, of those who can hear. What is considered still within his mouth are the words he never said. And therefore, figuratively, the kisses of Hashem's mouth mean the words He didn't tell us. The Torah Hashem gave us isn't in His mouth. That was said to us. What's still in Hashem's mouth is the mitzvah of Because Hashem intended us to keep them. But He never said that. 
But the way we look at it is it's a part of the Torah which Hashem didn't say. But He wanted to be said. And therefore, the Pasuk is read, obviously, when Hashem didn't tell us, so we're not addressing Him, talking about Him. We say, we want to be given that chalak of Torah which wasn't expressed to us. We want that Hashem should let us understand the Torah which He kept back in His mouth, so to speak. It wasn't, spoke, it wasn't spoken, it wasn't transmitted. And how do we get to that Torah? Because what Rabbanan can give us, we value as part of the Torah too. This is what Hashem intended, even if it wasn't spoken. Part of the Chavivus, part of the beauty, the enjoyment of Libre Seferim, is understanding this is really your son Hashem. This is really what Hashem wants us to do. So why don't He tell it to us? And the answer is, the simple notion. If a king gives a decree, so the intention is the people of the country have to obey the decree. How are they going to do that? What steps are they going to take to make sure it gets kept? That's up to them to decide. That's up to them to decide. And then, but, but what the king had in mind, because he wants the decree to be kept. And therefore, what Rabbanan could enact laws, make Dharma and the Torah, it was there in order for, to enable us to keep the Torah properly. That's what Hashem had in mind. And therefore what the Pasuk is saying, the beauty, or the thing of the beginning of Shirashir, is like Baruch we value the Torah you gave us as the most precious thing there is. But we know that there was more than that if He didn't give us. There are kisses of Hashem's mouth. There's the words which He didn't say. But we want to be given those words too. And how do we get those words? That's what Chazal can innovate. That's what Chazal can explain. That's what Chazal can transmit. And what the Divrei Chazal, which are added to the Torah, is even more valuable than the yang, than the wine of the Torah itself. Having understood the Mishnah and the value given to understanding Mitzvah to Rabbanan, these were the words, so to speak, which were still in Hashem's mouth. And that's why the first part of the Pasuk is in the, in the Nista, in the third person. We weren't able to hear those words from Hashem speaking to us, so we speak about them. That we want to get the words which were unspoken, the kisses of Hashem's mouth, and that's what we value Divrei Sefer. Rabban will either clarify to us the tradition or the Mechadish to us that added element of Torah. And with that explanation, let's go back to where we began, the question of the Chacham. And we asked that the appropriate response the Haggadah should have given to the question of the Chacham is, Why does it say you should also tell him, 
like an Alochus of Pesach, Kehilchus of Pesach. And the answer is, if you look closely at what the Chacham asked, let's read the question again. What he asked is, what are the mitzvahs which Hashem has commanded you? Well, if that's the question, what did Hashem command you? Then the answer should be the mitzvahs Taraisa. The mitzvahs of the Torah are the mitzvahs Hashem commanded us. And if that's what the Chacham is asking, then we should just limit our answer to the mitzvahs of the Torah, which is what Hashem commanded us. But we don't just do that. We want to tell the Chacham everything. And therefore, you also tell him, those halachas which are like the halachas of Pesach. The halachas of Pesach, which are the mitzvahs of the and the other mitzvahs which are like that are the mitzvahs of the Rabbanon of Pesach. We want to tell the Chacham all the mitzvahs. Everything to do with Pesach. That's the act. You should also add more to what he asked and tell him it's not just the mitzvahs of the races you need to know. You need to know all the mitzvahs of Pesach that includes mitzvahs of the Rabbanon. And if we understand that, then let's understand the example that the Baragwada gives. We can't eat after Afikoim. And I can point that as strange. Why was this given as the example of a halach we teach the Chach? The best that we've explained is a very beautiful explanation I'd like to suggest. And that is, why is the halacha that one can't eat after the Afikoim? One's done the mitzvah, one's finished eating his matzah, why can't he finish with dessert? What's the reason that the last thing a person should eat should be the Afikoimen? It's brought down in the halacha. Because we want the person to remain with the taste of the mitzvah lingering on their tongue. And the time of Afikoimen is the time of the mitzvah. That's the mitzvah of the rice of matzah. Or when there's a vessel make that's the mitzvah of the rice of Korban Pesach. And one wants to leave that person, the Saturday with the taste of the mitzvah on their tongue. So don't eat anything after the Afikoimen. And all the Mephoshim asked the question that in the center of the Haggadah, following the Afikoman, we have the third cup and we have the fourth cup. And if that's the case, it's not the last taste that a person has after the sage, the taste of the Afikoman of the matzah. It's the taste of the wine. Why doesn't that interfere with the taste of the Afikoman? And the answer the Mephoshim give and the first can give is the Arab Kretzis are also a mitzvah. And therefore, if one wants to remain with the taste of the mitzvah on their mouth, just like the taste of the, taste of the matzah is a mitzvah, the taste of the Arab Kretzis is as well. And that's what we tell the Chacham. The matzah is a mitzvah daraisa. Arab Kretzis are in the Rabbana. And if we saw the value of mitzvah daraisa in a different league, above and beyond, the mitzvah is the Rabbana, and then we shouldn't be able to drink the Arab Kosas after the Afikoyman either. Because that's where the taste of the mitzvah deraisa stays in a person's mouth. But if we know the Allah is that one can't eat after the Afikoyman, but one can have the third and the fourth cups, one can drink the Arab Kosas, then we see that the mitzvah is the Rabbana also leave that same taste of mitzvah in a person's mouth. And therefore we tell the Chacham, you ask one of the mitzvahs, what does Hashem command you? We're going to tell you that the mitzvahs Rabbanan are included in what Hashem wanted us to do. They're also a part of the mitzvah, they're also a part of the time mitzvah which remains to the person. We can't eat after the Afikoman, but we can drink the last two cups. That's also part of the Halachas of Pesach, and as we explained previously, 
maybe it wasn't directly commanded to us by Hashem, but it was the kisses of his mouth. It was part of the Torah that Hashem also intended.